It's Thursday the 6th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by my mate and co-host Shane Lee. How are you? Timmy, I'm good, mate. Now, there's a lot of talk prior to this Sydney test about the second spinner, Mitchell Swepson, coming in the leggy. But I believe there's another leg spinner uh, lurking around the country areas of New South Wales. Yes, well, nice segue. (laughs) I was out at Orange and we we talked about this the other day for the New South Wales Carnival and uh, Joey, my son's playing for Hornsby, bowling leggies. And yesterday against Penrith, he's taken five for 25. You beauty, Joey. My biggest problem was I wasn't there. I was at the SCG, but they were sending me all the videos (laughs) and they'd lapped it all up on the shoulders and holding the ball up. So, look, I think the overriding thing is just that they're out there and playing, you know what I mean, after a year of all sorts of cancellations, to be out there playing with their mates in really nice environments on turf wickets. Uh, you'd remember, you know, some of the junior stuff you played. Fantastic, Timmy. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture here of his ball, 5 for 25 off seven overs. It's uh, they look great memories. And, um, yeah, those those carnivals that you play as a junior um, – yeah, for me, a lot, lots of fun memories and uh, in good times, and that should give me a lot of confidence too, Timmy, for the rest of the, the summer. Better figures than his old man ever got. <laughs> we, we, we've got a great charity auction, of course, and it continues for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. It really is a wonderful charity, and it's for cancer research. There are some amazing things, a cricket clinic with Test Cricketer, Nathan Lyon, the GOAT, the greatest off-spinner Australia has ever seen. So jump onto afternoonsport.com forward slash auction and have a squiz at all of that because there's some wonderful items and they're still at some great prices. We've got a huge show on the way today. Of course, we'll unstitch what happened on day one. It's very even in this test match at the SCG. Novak Djokovic, drama, drama, drama. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, let's start with this Novak Djokovic drama. Boy, oh boy, there's been some backlash about him being allowed in to the country to play in the Australian Open. And now, as we woke up this morning, he's held up Melbourne Airport, got the wrong visa, his dad blown up like a yeah, an old engine. It's uh, it's it's a big story. Well, they got they got his visa wrong, Timmy. So yeah, as you said, he's been held up there. I wonder if they're going to give him a strip search as well, <laughs> just to really get things going. But um, yeah, I'm sure his team will uh, think this is a, a conspiracy theory against him to hold him um, prior to the, the Australian Open. But uh, wherever this guy goes, mate, drama follows him right next to him. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more tennis later in the show with some young Australians doing well. But uh, look, I just don't know why they let him come. I know he's done some fantastic mm. things, but if he's not vaccinated and he's not following the right protocols, we're not living in a world where it is uh, calm enough to allow exemptions. I, I can see why people are absolutely peed off about it. Yeah, well, mate, I hate wearing a mask and uh, I'm doing that. So, you know, people are following 
following the rules and just because you're a superstar tennis player, you should not be considered different to anyone else and um, I totally agree, Timmy, you should not be allowed to play. Well, everyone else is getting more jabs than Muhammad Ali, yeah. Yep. Anyway, we'll watch that story with interest. Day one of the Sydney Test Match, decent crowd given the circumstances. I think it was probably over 20,000. That may build uh, throughout the day today and then tomorrow, of course, is pink day. Uh, what did you make of it all? Well, it was a day marred by four rain delays, so it was a really sort of off and on day, Timmy. It was, look, mm. it's, as you said, Australia's currently three for 126. The wicket looked a bit, to me, looked a bit patchy, um, yeah. a bit mottly almost, and... Um, Look, one thing you haven't seen from the Aussies, the scorecard reads Warner 30, Harris 38, Labuschagne 28. Three starts and none of those top batsmen going on with it. I thought Harris looked as good as he has looked all series, but to get out again 38, he's thrown away a massive chance. And once again, nicking off um, to you know, nicking off to first slip and just shows that he has some real deficiencies in his technique and I thought he missed a big opportunity there. It's good to see Kawaja make a return after since 2019. He's on four not out and Smith six not out. So if those two can, I think, put a decent partnership together here, Australia will get over 250 and that'll be enough to uh, set this test match up, I think. Yeah, 250. It'd be hard to see England winning if Australia got anywhere beyond 250 the way that they are batting. But I uh, I think Adam Lewis has done a really good job with the pitch. I, I like these kinds of test wickets because it's 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 going to give things to everyone uh, through the course of the next, hopefully, five days. Yeah, and the spinners as well too, Timmy. I think it'll take a little bit of turn, a little bit mm. of bounce. And as we saw with the new ball, the first ball um, bowl of the day really shot off and it caught Warner on the glove. So there's a bit there early if you really bend your back and, and a little bit of swing as well. So there's something for everyone, Tim. They're getting very cautious, aren't they, the ICC and the umpires? And look, I, I hosted a number of functions at the SCG yesterday, including a, a post-match sort of summary with Jeff Lawson. And I think, to a person in there, they were all wondering why, particularly the last rain delay, why did they come off? Well, it's it's, it's the laws of cricket, Tim. Unfortunately, this used to be frustrating when, when I was playing, mate, and so it hasn't really much changed much uh, in recent times. But, yeah, if there's any drizzle at all, they have to come off. And then once you come off the field, if there's any drizzle, you can't come back on. So I just think this day and age when people are paying good money to go out and watch the match, if you can get there and play, get out there and play. Don't worry about the slight drizzle of rain, but yeah, the umpires are very much sticklers for the rules, so it's hard, mate. They're, they're only sort of doing their job, but it's frustrating when you're out there watching, that's for sure. And, and there's a bit of a thing going on now with players running off the field, like particularly batsmen. We saw it with Manus and, and Steve Smith yesterday. They, they, the, the rain, they're running off before any decision was made, so... This has been something that's been creeping into the game a bit. Yeah, well, the, you know, the lunatics are running the asylum, men, aren't they? <laughs> As we say, but uh, look, mm. you should always wait for the umpire's decision, um, Tim, and, and if they give you out, you walk off and uh, you take the decision with grace. Yep. Uh, now, what did you think of uh, the whole idea of the Kiwis being knocked off by Bangladesh? They won't be happy. They are the world champions. The Kiwis are the world champions. Not, only, not that long ago, they beat India in the World Test Championship final. Um, but they took on the Bangladeshians at home. The Bangladeshians have played 32 test matches in New Zealand in their history of 21 years and have never won a match until yesterday. They had a fantastic eight-wicket win. Uh, Hussain, the bowler, took six for 46 for Bangladesh and uh, and rolled the Kiwis, so a huge win. And that's a big day. I remember when Sri Lanka had their first big test victory many years ago, and then they turned and really sort of um, started to grow and perform from that 
to win the World Cup in 1996, as we all know. So uh, it's good science for Bangladesh. They'll be a, a real team of the future, that's for sure. Yeah, it will give them enormous confidence, won't it? Mm. And they've got a big population. They love the game of cricket. So uh, let's watch this space. They obviously need uh, to, to build on their fast bowling stocks, Bangladesh, but uh, they could be a bit of a force. Now, the BBL, it's been turned on its head a bit, hasn't it? Decimated... Uh, uh, the Brisbane Heat. Brisbane Heat have 12 players and their coach uh, all currently positive um, uh, for COVID, so they've been absolutely decimated there. Um, on Tuesday, you saw the Perth Scorchers beat Sydney, which was a rematch of uh, last year's final. Um, but, yeah, there's t- positive COVID tests happening everywhere, Tim, so um, it's really, really opening up who's going to win this BBL this year because you've seen players come from grade cricket. Yeah, absolutely. But the way it's going, so many of them are getting it. Give it a week or so, they all would have had it. And uh, you'd think the back end of it's probably going to work out fine if you uh, put the uh, Nostradamus (laughs) hat on. All right, we've got plenty more to come. More tennis, so much being played around the country. And, of course, we will chat about the Panthers, the mighty Penrith Panthers. They're having some dramas. Now, this was quite a, uh, a moment at the ATP Cup, a worrying moment, wasn't it, when the doctor was called onto the court with one of the players, one of the overseas players, uh, struggling with his breathing, Shane? Yeah, mate, it's hard to watch, Timmy, that um, Nikolaus Bashalivali, um was had the call because he was really struggling with his breathing. The, the big thing is here, he said he just couldn't get enough air in, so he had to um, actually... Uh, Leave, leave the court, and um, which awarded the match then to Sissipas. So, yeah, really, really frustrating. I think everyone's really concerned around breathing with COVID, right, and, and the effects of what's having there. So people are really more on edge um, when there's anything to do with breathing issues right now. You don't know whether this was in any way related to that, um, but uh, they really need to have a look at it, don't they? When, mm. a, when a young person like that, uh, an athlete at the top of his game, has those kinds of dramas uh so yeah, scary. Uh, yeah that, that that was a moment, wasn't it? And what about um, on uh, the playing front? Jordan Thompson, he's begun 2022 in cracking style. Yeah, well, he had a very, very poor 2021. The former number 43, now ranked 75th in the world. Um, looked in really good form and he's cruised through to round two with a 1-6-7-5-6-4 victory. Um, he looks the goods. And um, I think we had high hopes for Jordan Thompson sort of around 2020, but a disappointing year last year, as I said. Um, but starting this season really well. So fingers crossed he can get back into the top 50. Now, the Penrith Panthers, they won the premiership in 2021. They can get a headline, though, can't they? Like putting trophies in prams and tattoos the size of uh, the length of your body. And now they've got a, a bit of a COVID drama. Look, right at the moment, we're still a couple of months away from a ball being kicked in anger. So mm. uh, their, their preparation disrupted. Well, one whole week off pre-season, Tim. I wouldn't have minded mm. that, actually. <laughs> yeah, no sand hills. <laughs> no sand hills. It's bloody hard work. But if you look um, at your, your pre-season, you've got X amount of weeks. To take a whole week, it's mm. a big chunk of your, your pre-season. So it puts the Penrith Panthers behind schedule. Saying that, I think every team is going to be the same. Yeah, it's it's yeah they're they're trying to put a whole series of protocols in, but I think they're trying to work it out as they go. Uh, Bo Ryan, um, we will remember the big drugs drama at the Sharks, players suspended, all the things that went down just a few years ago with the peptides, and he's come out and talked about it. 
Yeah, well, it, um, he came to the to from the Tigers over to the Sharks in 2013. The, the peptides and, and the real drug uh, drug saga happened in 2011, but he was sort of saying it was unfolding when he was there and how it really decimated not only the Sharks but the, the whole league. And, you know, Shane Flanagan was at the helm then and, um, you know, was, was, was found responsible for this. But, yeah, it was really interesting insight, wasn't it, to uh, – he sort of – they said how players were being dragged into rooms on their own, being interviewed, and, and then sort of leaving the ground. Uh, no one really knew what was going on, so it was a it was an interesting insight into what was a really really dark time in the NRL. Yeah, there were journalists uh, out there at Cronulla all yeah. the time, and not just sports journalists. It was had a little bit about uh, the Super League, didn't it? There was just mm. uh, such a level of interest. It's hard to believe it's that long ago, to be honest with you. Yep. What, what about over in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he, he, he's obviously a superstar. He can get a headline. And that controversial hug with an NFL reporter, you're not allowed to do that anymore. We're not allowed to, but he said, that's my friend. I can give her a cuddle. Um, but he had a fantastic match as quarterback. Look, he's always been against um, vaccinating, etc. and then he's just gone in for a big mm. cuddle with the reporter. So rightly so, everyone's blown up. Um, with these players being decimated, as we spoke about today, with COVID, um, mm. to, to sort of break a, a bio bubble by going and culling a reporter, even though she's your friend, uh, it's not really a responsible thing to do from Aaron Rodgers. Probably not all that responsible from the reporter either, just quietly. you sort of got a certain <laughs> level of, uh, you know, uh, rules that you need to follow when you're out there and you're accredited at a, a big sports game. Uh, UFC fans, well, they can't get over this new look by Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, I love that song. It's uh, it's probably not fit for the airwaves, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's an interesting character. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. He's, he's just come back from uh, his last match where he broke his leg. Um, and he's put on 15 kilos, Timmy, and he's not a tall guy at all. I know what that's like. Well, I know, yeah, but he said he's just done it with steak and eggs. Jeez. So, <laughs> but he looks bulked, doesn't he? He looks pumped up, but uh, mm. I reckon he's probably only about five foot five or something around there. So 15 kilos, that is a lot of weight. Um, but he's still looking good, looks strong, and there you go, Timmy. The bulk up, get the muscles, steak and eggs for breakfast today, mate. It reminds me of the 1993-94 cricket tour. I started as the reporter-producer. Two UE's great summer of cricket. Norman O'Neill, Norm May, Kerry O'Keefe, Greg Ritchie, wow. and Doug Walters. I put on 30 kilos in three months. There was a bit more than steak and eggs being eaten at the time. Oh, that was a series, of course, where Farney de Villiers came at the SCG and decimated Australia. Uh, we're in the middle of the Sydney Test match at the moment. There was lots of announcements because of rain delays yesterday, but you've got a yarn about the ground announcer who probably got a little overexcited. Yeah, it was at the SCG. It was a New South Wales Shield final versus Queensland. At this stage, Queensland had never won the Sheffield Shield. Uh, we had a fast bowler called Wayne Cracker Holsworth. Um, Cracker. His mum thought his nickname came from him cracking uh, guys on the helmet when he bowled because he was a fast bowler, but uh, mm. it was more that he could crack a fat at the drop of a hat. <laughs> That's another story. But the ground announcer got very, very excited as Wayne Holsworth took seven wickets in the Shield final to bowl Queensland mm. out. And he started off by saying, oh, we've got another one here. New South Wales goes on top. And then when Border gets out, he goes, oh, they're gone. The captain's gone. <laughs> and they go, he's got another one, Craig. They're Queensland are hopeless. Anyway, they, Queensland has made an official complaint. And uh, 
the grand announcer, I can't remember his name, but he was removed and never to call a game again. But uh, it was very, very funny out in the field. Yeah, you've got to know your players, particularly when you talk about <laughs> Alan Border, arguably one of our greatest ever. They'll never win Queensland. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, MaineHairCare.com. And our superb producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. 